Amen. It's good to see everyone on a cold morning, but it's going to rain in a few days. Praise God. It's going to get warm. Amen. Who's excited for spring already? Only a couple people. Wow. Y'all love the snow. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome everyone to Calvary Gospel. It is so good to have you here. If this is your first time, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. We'd love to get connected with you. Uh, if you head to our kiosk out there, uh, we've got a few points of information that we gather. i got a small gift for you. If you're worshiping with us online, you can follow the bit.ly link that you see on, on your screen right now. Again, we'd love to connect with you and uh, just get you connected here at Calvary Gospel. Uh, we love to give to the Lord. Anybody love to give? Amen. We give of our time. We give of our energy. We also give of our finances, amen, to support the kingdom of God. And there's many ways to give. You can, uh, right there on the screen, give online, cgcmadison.org slash giving. Give in person. There's a couple of, uh, offering boxes that are on the walls near every entrance. Send it in a, uh, a letter, a postcard, a card, any sort of mail, package. You should do that. Someone should do that. Send a big box to Pastor Jessica, and uh, she opens it up, and it's a tithe check. That would be cool. Amen. Wrap it up like 20, 30 times so she has to unwrap it. Sorry, Jessica. Uh, hopefully hopefully you'll get some a good, <laughs> good mail. <laughs> Amen. But you got also give on the Church Center app. Uh, just download that Church Center and then find us, Calvary Gospel. Get connected. That's the way to find out all the information that you would need. Uh, our calendar is on there. Uh, our connection groups are on there that you can join and get connected. Amen. Just a couple of announcements. We're excited this Thursday, Friday, uh, January 25th and 26th, is a Wisconsin Midwinter Camp Meeting. For those who may not know what that is, uh, we're part of the United Pentecostal Church, and Wisconsin has midwinter camps. That's because it's kind of partway through winter here. And we all, churches from all over this uh, section and Section 2 in the Milwaukee area join at Parkway Church, which is in Oak Creek, just south of Milwaukee. And their service is on Friday evening at uh, Thursday evening, 645, Friday morning, 930, and Friday evening, 645. And you see the speakers up there. It's going to be a great time just worshiping the Lord together. Uh, the kingdom of God is just not this church. We, we, have, we have brothers and sisters all over this state, nation, world, and we love to celebrate together. And so I want to encourage you, if you've never been, uh, to make your way to Parkway Church in Oak Creek uh, this Thursday and Friday. And then for, uh, just a housekeeping note, Pastor Jessica wanted me to let you know, uh, for those looking for their 2023 contribution statements, those were emailed out uh, to the email address that we have in our system. So go ahead and check your email that, uh, and you can download your contribution statement right from your email. Um, that link is active for only so long, uh, so make sure to do that here in the next couple weeks. If you would like a paper copy, please see Pastor Jessica or Sister Lois. And if you need to update your email because it's old, you can do that right in the Church Center app yourself. Or you can uh, see me. I'll, I'll write your new, uh, Alex, I'll do it right on the phone here myself. And I'll get you plugged in on that. And if you have questions about your contribution statement, see Pastor Jessica. And then any Church Center app questions, you can see myself, get you connected and plugged in. Amen. With that, would you stand with me this morning? Amen. We want to go before the Lord in prayer. Anybody got a, a situation you want to indicate by a lifted hand that's going on in your life? Look around. Call a name out as we pray. Uh, we want to pray that the Lord has his way this morning and that uh, God would just work in our hearts and lives. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for your goodness. We thank you for your many blessings, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the great word, Lord Jesus, in our elements classes, our, our, our kids and youth classes, Lord Jesus, our adult Bible class here this morning, God. I, I pray let the word that went forth this morning be, Lord, a seed that grows, Lord Jesus, in our hearts and minds. Let it, let it just, Lord God, blossom into something great and challenge us and stir us, Lord, through that word. And I pray, anoint, as we, Lord Jesus, enter into your presence and singing, Lord, this morning, that you would just 
Lord, envelop this place, Lord Jesus. Begin to stir our hearts. You know all the situations that were indicated by a lifted hand, whether they're financial or relational, Lord God, or uh, something on the workplace, God. I pray, God, minister, God, in every situation, every circumstance, God, I pray. You know the needs, Lord God, those who are worshiping online, God. I pray, minister in, in homes and cars right now, Jesus, I pray. God, Lord Jesus, we want you to have your way. We want to, Lord God, give you the praise and give you the honor, give you the glory, God. Minister through the preaching of your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's give them a hand clap of praise as we go to worship this morning. Yeah. 
soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song You've got a lion inside of those bones So get up and praise the Lord Come on, come on my soul Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song You've got a lion inside of those bones Get up and praise the Lord
Praise God. You can be seated this morning. We serve a wonderful God. I'm so thankful that he's patient. I'm so thankful that he believes in recycling. (laughs) How many of you ever feel like you're not worthy? I love that song that they sang, a worship set. I know I'm not worthy. Lord, you are so good. You are so wonderful. We've been in a series since the beginning of the year and uh, talking Opportunity Knocks. This is our lead-in series for the month of January. We've been reading in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20, and I'm just going to read 15 through 17 this morning to save a little bit of time. But it says, be careful, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, redeeming the time, I believe the King James says, for the days are evil. We're talking about an opportunity, and here Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus, the Ephesians, telling them to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. It was evil in his time. It's been evil. (laughs) Every generation has had its share of evilness in this world. He goes on to say, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I want to jump right into this lesson this morning. We're talking about an opportunity knocks, and I wish to follow this up with a passage from 1 Corinthians Chapter 15, verses 20 through 22, which says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now we look up this passage and When I read and I study, I like to sometimes things kind of confuse me a little bit, and I want to look things up, and I want to figure out what exactly is being said here. And when we look up the words, in Christ shall be made alive, if we look that up in the old Strong's Concordance, some of you may still have one of those big old green books sitting on your bookshelf that says Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I think about every word in the Bible is in there, and you can look it up, and you can find out the origin or the meaning of the word. And when you look up the word alive, the word of live in the Greek, it means to cause to live. By spiritual power to arouse and invigorate, to give increase of life, or of seeds quickened into life, germinating, springing up, and growing. So when Christ be, shall all be made alive, shall all be given spiritual power to arouse, invigorate, increase life, causing you to germinate, spring up, and grow is what the passage is saying here. And as we read this, we can come to a couple of conclusions as we read this verse. And one of those conclusions is first that God wants us to live. God desires his people to live. And there's much more to living than just inhaling and exhaling oxygen on this planet. There's much more to living than just waking up every day, going through your daily routine, and then going to bed. We say occupying space and going through the motions of our daily lives. And we can also find in this passage that God saved us for a purpose. This is something that we always have a difficult time with, is that when God saved us, He saved us, yes, because we were lost and we needed salvation, 
But every person on this planet, God has a purpose for their lives. Thank you, Brother Rossing, for the amen. How many of you believe that there is purpose in your life? Amen. I believe that. And God clearly wants us to anticipate the dawn of every new day with expectancy. So when we wake up in the morning, we need to wake up alive, expecting God to fulfill his purpose in our lives. That's the way we need to approach. Greet each day with anticipation and expectation of what God is going to do, not only in us, but through us. God does not want us to just settle for whatever or whoever or whomever comes our way. We can remember our recent closing and our message of our last series, Turning Failures into Success. We talked about life, how that first Jesus came to give new life. When we look at our lives today, Jesus came to give us new life. That's salvation. He came to give us the gift of the Holy Ghost. He came to offer to us repentance of our sins. He came to offer to us baptism in his name. He came to give us new life. And second, he came to give us abundant life. God wants us to have life, and he wants to have us to have life more abundantly. Fulfilled life. And third, he gave, came to give us eternal life. God does not just want us sitting around bidding our time, waiting for him to return. I could go off on a tangent here. I had to hold myself back and didn't put this in my notes because I didn't want to go off on this tangent, but this is where I come head-to-head in different ideologies than those that feel like they are born-again Christians and they need to prep and begin to plan and put away for a bad day or worse times that are coming. I don't have anything against you taking and stacking up or storing up a few canned goods and storing up some water and maybe putting a little extra cash or money aside, whatever it may be, for when rough times come. But when we get to the point to where we sell everything and we move off into some 40 acres somewhere and dig a hole in the ground and bury ourselves and our families, that's not what God called us to do. That's not living life and living it more abundantly. As the definition of alive says, he wants us to be invigorated by his spiritual power working in and through us. And we should be more concerned about growing up in Jesus than going up with Jesus. I want to mature. I want to grow up. Before I leave this earth, I want, I, I want him to complete what he has started in my life. I don't want to experience rigor mortis of the mind. Brother Phil's talking about his bad knees this morning and, 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 and such, and, and we all grow old, and uh, it happens to all of us. Even the beautiful young ladies grow old. My daughter's 41 today. <laughs> She's beautiful. I'm thankful she looks more like her mother. I don't embarrass her very often. People say, you have a daughter? I'm like, yeah, I do. She comes to church? Yeah, yeah. Marvin, would you stand? Lana, Marvin? <laughs> Marvin is her husband. Some of you people, I didn't mean to embarrass you, Lana. You just did that on your own. She knew it was coming. I asked Lois, do you think I should do it? She's like, don't embarrass her this morning. I'm not embarrassed by her. She's a beautiful young lady, and I'm so blessed. But see, God wants us alive. 
And he wants us about his business of occupying wherever we are and whatever we're doing. God wants us producing fruit in our lives. Manifesting the gifting and the blessings of the Lord. God wants us to greet each new day realizing that we have the opportunity to plant seeds quickened into life, germinating, springing up and growing. God wants us to attempt great things for him. Without question, God uses us and we have to understand something that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, as Jesus said in John 10.10. We have an adversary. And listen, far too often we focus on the one verse out of that passage of verses, ignoring perhaps the context of the entire passage. I don't feel that God wants us focusing on the first part of John 10.10, where the emphasis on the attacks of the enemies. Instead, I believe he wants us to grasp, manifest, and make alive the last part of John 10.10 in our lives, and that is that I am come that they might have life, (laughs) and they might have it more abundantly. Human nature is just that way. We're going to focus on the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, my purpose is coming is that you're, I want you to have a rich and a satisfying life. The last part of John 10, 10 in the Amplified says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. When you and I become alive in Christ, we realize that we might have life which was our first choice, and then we might have it more abundantly, which is another choice. These are all choices that we make. In order to have life and experience it more abundantly, we must be alive in him, occupying until he comes back. I don't want, when the Lord comes back, I don't want, I don't want to be slothful sitting in some corner fretting about life. I want to be alive, occupying. I want to be about, as Jesus, young Jesus in the temple says, I am about my father's business. I want to be about his business. If we don't feel prepared to assume this spiritual mantle, maybe you're sitting here today and you don't feel prepared to be about your father's business, then we need to get prepared or prepare ourselves, and that is the purpose of teaching and training. Remember, the New Living Translation in John 10.10, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, and you can't enjoy the rich and satisfying life that he has in mind for us just by going along to get along So you can just get by and not by being alive, alive in our Lord and Savior. We read these words, similar words in the Old Testament, the teaching of Jeremiah. As he begins to write in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, something rose up in the spirit of the old prophet, and he said, and his words felt in his heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. For some, we become so content with where we are that we need a fresh fire stirring within us. Accept this challenge today in 2024 to shake off the spirit of apathy and step out and step into what God has been planning and designing just for you. Opportunity is knocking. When we read Jeremiah 29 in the Amplified, it says, If I say I will not make mention of the Lord or speak any more in his name in my mind and heart, 
it is as if there were a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of enduring and holding it in. I cannot contain it any longer. Have you ever felt something like a fire shut up in your bones? I can't imagine what that would feel like. So how do we ignite, as we read this, how do we ignite that fire within us this year to step up and step into the opportunities that God has designed for us? How do we light that fire within us? How do we do that? How do we, how do, we do that consistently? Well, we can start by... The first point I would like to make this morning is by becoming spiritually alert. If you're taking notes this morning, there's a tendency for believers, Christians, to fall into a spiritual comfort zone. What typically happens is we come into the church, we receive, we have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we're baptized, we've repented. So we have salvation, we experience salvation, and we're excited like that fire shut up in our bones, and over a few weeks, few months, a few years go by, and we have a tendency to settle in to a spiritual comfort zone. And as long as things are going along with no major bumps in life's journey, we as Christians have to understand something that we can be lulled into an inactive state. A state of apathy. But according to the scripture, we're to always be spiritually alert and ready for kingdom business. Ephesians 6.18 in the Amplified tells us, pray at all times. On every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. You may ask, what does entreaty mean? Entreaty means to request, to request. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints. And all the saints are God's consecrated people. So we have to understand when we read this verse about becoming spiritually alert, that prayer keeps you alert and focused on your purpose. 1 Peter 1.13 tells us, So brace up your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert, set your hope holy and unchangeably on the grace which is divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is revealed. So prayer keeps you alert and focused on your purpose. And then we must be ever alert to think on good and right things. This is such a huge, huge part of your success, not only as a Christian, but as a person, an individual. And that is how you think. How you think is so critical as to what you become. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13 in the Amplified, it says, Be alert and be on guard. Stand firm in your faith, your conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, keeping the trust and holy fervor born of faith and a part of it, act like men and be courageous, grow in strength. You'll have to excuse me this morning. I am struggling with uh, so many people have colds and coughs and all this kind of stuff, and I've kind of got a combination of a little bit of all of that, along with a nice, probably grade seven or eight headache. So I'm, I just pray for me. <laughs> We're going to finish this. I'm going to finish what I started. And uh, we have to, strong faith will keep you alert and growing in strength. We have to be happy in our growth. We have to be happy in our progress. 
as we grow in God, we have to, we have to, I, I, I just, I love this song, Be Happy. Be happy. Just be happy. There's too many people in the world today that aren't happy. They walk around with a frown. Be happy in your growth. Jeremiah 1.12 says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Now when we read this in the message, it says, And God said, Good eyes. He's talking to Jeremiah here. He says, Good eyes, Jeremiah. I'm sticking with you, and I'll make every word I give you come true. How would you like to have that kind of a promise from the Lord that every word that he gives you will come true? I believe this morning so strongly that every word that God has given to us will come true. Over the years, we've talked about this. We've listened to, to, to men that have come behind this pulpit and, and have spoken uh, words of, of, of prophetic words over this congregation. And it's so easy at times to go back and forget what has been said and what has been done in times past. But I want to remind us today that we need to follow what Jeremiah 1.12 in the message is telling us. God says, <laughs> he's looking at you. He's looking at me. He's looking at us. And he's saying, good eyes, Calvary. Good eyes, Calvary Gospel. Good eyes, Word of Life. Good eyes, Vosis. Good eyes, African International. I'm sticking with you. And I'll make every word I give you come true. Listen, church, every word God has spoken over us is coming to fruition. I believe that. I believe that. Let's stand this morning. In closing, as our musicians come and I know this was not real lengthy. I want to just finish one more little area here, but what do we what do we need to do when we talk about opportunity knocks? We need to simply be about kingdom business. It's so easy, it's so 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 easy to get caught up in all kinds of other things that go on within a church. We can get caught up within the social side of it. We can get caught up in all of the, 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 the gossipy things that go on. Anytime you get more than one person in a group, uh, so you have two people, there's potential for gossip. Unless you talk to yourself about yourself, I guess they don't only need one. You're laughing because you've probably done that. So we need to be about kingdom business. We have to ask, why did God save me? Why did God save me? What's the purpose behind my salvation? You see, that person, that purpose was to look at today as a day that the Lord has made. As the scripture says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's not just another day. It's not just another Sunday. It's a day that God wants to involve you and him more intimately than he's ever done before. God's got something specifically for you today. And as a day that has made, that he, the Lord has made, involves so much more, he wants, he clearly wants us to anticipate the dawn of a new day with expectancy. I don't know about you, but every Sunday morning I get up. Of course, you know, you go into the bathroom, you brush your teeth, take a shower, wash your hair, shave, whatever it may be. And I look in the mirror, and I always tie my tie 
looking in the mirror. It's not that I can't tie my tie without a mirror, but I have this little routine, Brother Peter, and that is, is you know, is if, if I'm a soldier in the U.S. Army and I'm preparing for battle, I have my battle clothes on, my battle dress. My battle dress is different than my dress blues. Big difference in the two. And uh, everybody's battle dress is a little different. And on Sunday mornings, I get up and my suit and tie, yeah, that's kind of my battle dress. <laughs> I don't necessarily, I don't know who, who decided that men wearing ties was, was a good idea. I hope that when we get to heaven that we don't have to wear a tie. I'm hoping I don't have to wear shoes. I don't know. I just, I just soon kick my shoes off and feel at home. But uh, you got to look good in your tie too. But someday, someday we maybe we won't have to wear them. So he, I, I, I look in, and, and, and I look at the day. I look at the service. I look at the. I look at it with expectation, as Lord. I want you to use me today in whatever capacity it needs to be, whatever needs to be said. So we need to greet the day with anticipation and expectation of what God is going to do in us and through us if we let him. That's the key. If we let him. He does not want us to settle for just whatever and whoever comes our way. The scripture, Jesus says in Luke 19, 13, that we're to occupy until he comes. When you look up that word occupy, again, going back to the Strong's Concordance, it means to be occupied in anything, to carry on in business, and to carry on the business as in a banker or a trader. The word occupy also comes from the root word Greek, which meaning that which has been done, a deed, an accomplished fact, or what is done or being accomplished. Church, we are to occupy until he comes. And the word occupy doesn't mean just sit and wait. It means to carry on the business of the Father. Carry on the business of the Master. Carry on the business of Jesus Christ. When he says, I'm going to go away, <laughs> I'm going to come back, but I want you to go, therefore, preaching and teaching this gospel until every creature so church, we're to be about kingdom business, we're to occupy, we're to pray, we're to be diligent, we're to be alert, we're to think on the right things, and we're to be happy, <laughs> we're to enjoy, enjoy what we are doing. So as our worship team gets ready to lead us into worship, you may be here today, you may be saying, Pastor, how do I fit into all of this? Maybe, maybe you've never experienced salvation. Maybe you've never gone far enough in your walk with Jesus Christ. There's a lot more for you. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, when Peter preached, and the crowd said, what shall we do, men and brethren? What do we do? And Peter preaches and he says to repent. I'm so thankful for repentance. <laughs> repentance gives me, Sister Powell, the opportunity to get rid of all of that junk that's been bugging me. All of the things I've done wrong through the course of the day. Repent. It basically means an about face, turning away from a sinful life. You may say, well, I'm not really a sinner today. The Bible says all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Don't let pride hold you back. 
That's a prideful attitude. And then baptism. Baptism in the only name of Jesus. We're to be buried in his name. Buried with him. Go down in the water in the name of Jesus. But you see, he didn't stop there. He said, I'm going to send a comforter. He told his disciples, he said, I'm going to send a comforter. I'm going to send. <laughs> I was here on earth with you, but I'm going to be in you. And the power of the Holy Ghost is one of the most incredible experiences that you could ever experience. I don't know why that Jesus, why the, when he decided what was going to be the Holy Ghost when his spirit dwells in us as humans, why he chose that we're going to speak in another language. I think I know why. Because it's something we can all do. Something that doesn't cost us anything. There's no monetary value a face with this. You don't have to have so much talent, so much ability. You just have to be able to have the ability to speak. But when the Holy Ghost comes in and you begin to speak in a heavenly language, there's such a power that comes in. And that power gives us authority for us to be alert and focused and for us to think on the right things and for us to carry on his business and occupy until he comes. So I'm going to open up this altar area up here this morning. If you would like to come, maybe you've never repented, maybe you're not comfortable with that, you have any questions, we're here to be able to help you and answer any questions you may have. Maybe you just, life is just, you just struggle with life. Life can be a struggle. Health, finances, marriage issues, job issues. Maybe God is calling you into an opportunity and you're struggling with stepping into that opportunity. Maybe it's a P7 club. Maybe it's a, a Bible study at work or your neighborhood.
careful then how you live. We need to be careful how we live, church. 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The darker the world gets, the brighter our lights should shine. Just be that light. Be that friend. Be that confidant. Just be what God's called you to be. Just be you. <laughs> Don't try to be anybody else. Just be you. God bless you. Have a great week. I'm supposed to have a warm-up here. It's supposed to actually rain for like three days, if you can believe that. But uh, God bless you. We'll see you back here Wednesday evening. Thanks to our music team today, Brother Derek. Tremendous job.